the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Learning how to stand fast. That's next on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. From the well, a Christian community, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Welcome to the broadcast. Join us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. We're going to learn how to stand fast in the midst of all the trials and struggles that you and I face daily. Here's Pastor Napoleon with today's broadcast. Being a Christian is not for the faint of heart. Number one, because... All of us were born into sin and we were shaped in iniquity. We all came to this planet with a fallen nature, meaning our nature was in rebellion against God um, and we needed redemption. We needed to be born again. And so for every single one of us, you have to realize it's inherent within us to do things wrong. It's called the old Adam. It's called the old nature. It's called the sin nature. And so when Jesus Christ came, he came to give us the power over our old sin nature and to help us to live a lifestyle that's pleasing to him, number one, by a new nature that he's infused within us, and then number two, by the power of the Holy Spirit who he's given to us. Well, we have to realize that on a constant basis and as we're going through life, God is constantly purifying us. He's working sanctification, and we're going to see this in the Scripture, working sanctification in our lives so that we become, from an internal standpoint, subject to Him and His government in our lives. And we start to do things that bless Him, that please Him. He's not asking us to do it in our own strength. We do it by the influence of His divine nature and then also by the power of the Holy Spirit that works upon our lives. We do right and we can do right because he empowers us to do right. Amen? And so we have to realize that we're in this constant battle. Number two, we're, we're in a battle with Satan. The Bible calls Satan the God of this age, meaning God has given him the right and the authority to a degree to tempt us, to, to buffet us, to try us. He is your adversary. The devil wants to take you out, wipe you out. He wants to try to destroy you or get you to destroy yourself. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, we see very clearly that Satan came along and he, tr- he brought confusion, he brought destruction, and he, you know, through his temptation caused Eve and Adam to make the wrong decision. Well, it's the same thing in our daily lives, saints. We're constantly fighting. The devil's trying to whisper in your ear, do this, do that, go down this road. And so as we're living our lives, we got to understand there's no way that you can get the victory over your opponent if you don't take time to study him and to find out, okay, what is his tactics? The Bible says we're not ignorant of the enemy's schemes and devices. He has schemes. He has devices. We understand it. We keep ourselves clear. 
But the last thing, this is the third thing that I really think that we have to understand is that whether we realize it or not, the culture wants to try to define you. The culture wants to try to push you into its mold. And this is where learning how to stand really comes in. Um, whether it's through peer pressure, whether it's through what we're watching on television, whether it's through what people call is right. We have to learn that there's a different lifestyle that God has ordained for us. We are in this world, but we are not what? Of this world. We're in the world. And God wants us to enjoy our lives and to enjoy things. But we have to understand where the boundaries are in the sight of God. And we have to learn how to stand. Being a Christian is not a popularity contest. Can I have an amen? This is not a popularity contest. When you look at Jesus Christ, he was rejected. He was left for dead. They, they, they just killed him. And it was not a popularity contest for him. He understood that I'm fighting against the culture, whether it's a religious culture, whether it is a political system, whatever it is, I have to stand against this. And for us as Christians, unfortunately, in the name of love and, and different things, we compromise the standard. And as a result of that, we're missing out on the blessing that God has for us and the divine smile that he wants to release over our lives because we're standing fast. We're standing firm in our faith. Saints, it's not easy to do that. I know it's not easy. When you pick up your Bible and we read, you read the book of Acts, you see that Christians were persecuted for their faith. They had to stand against unrighteousness. It wasn't popular to say, I'm not going to the club with y'all. I'm going home to pray. Then I'm not going to cheat on my wife. I'm going to be faithful to my family. I'm not talking any water cooler talk. I'm not going to be getting involved in this. I want to live right before God so God is blessed with me and pleased with me. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so what happens is, Unfortunately, now, when we look at the world, unfortunately, sometimes it's hard to, to, to know who really is saved. Who's really want to walk with Jesus? Well, saints, we've got to learn to stand fast, to put our foot in the ground and say, I love God enough that I'm willing to, to, to take hold of his standard. And if I got to do it alone, I'm going to do it that he may be pleased. Amen. And so Apostle Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 on down to 17, we see him get into this. And we see him talk about this process. And so I'm going to read these verses and then we're going to come back down and we're going to expound on it. He says, but we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord. Because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace. He says, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work. Amen. And so there's a couple of things we're going to draw from this. Verse 13, he says, but we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, beloved brethren, beloved by the Lord. He says, because from the beginning, it says from the beginning, uh, because God, from the beginning, it says here, 
chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. There's a lot right there. Number one, I want you to write this word down, chosen. Chosen. You know, realize that none of us are a mystery to God. We're not a surprise. We're not an accident. I don't care how you enter this planet. Before you were in your mother's womb, God knew you and had purpose and destiny for your life. And not only do you have purpose and destiny for life, there's so much potential that's wrapped up in us. Things that God has here on his mind for you. I like to say this. You're chosen based on the fact that you've responded to his calling. Meaning, God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God desires that none should perish, that all should come into the knowledge of truth. So God has given an invitation to the world to come to him. But there's individuals who allow God and his process to work in the heart that respond God has desired everyone, but individuals choose. He gives us, the Bible says, choose this day whom you will serve, whether it be God or whether it be Baal. For us, what we have to do is we make the choice. But we have to make, we have to realize that we made the choice based on the fact that he's made the choice. He chose you. You love him because he first what? Loved you. And so what happens is, for all of us, we have to get this in my mind. I'm not a mistake. God has chosen me. He's picked me. He desires me. He wants me. He longs for me. He longs for me to understand him and to know him, to get to know him. He's passionate about me. When we, when we look up, sometimes we, we need to look ourselves in the mirror and say, man, God loves me. He chose me. He pursued me. Sometimes we don't, we don't think of like this. You didn't just get saved one day because you decided, I'm going to get saved. Can I have an amen in here? You didn't make up your mind one day. No, Jesus was pursuing you. Having people meet you in the grocery store, you in the club and people witnessing to you. <laughs> I mean, your whole life, God, he's pursuing all of us. And when he chose us, it says he, from the beginning, God it says, God from the beginning chose you, and now watch this, for salvation. But then he says this. He says, through what? Sanctification. And so what happens is God chose you for salvation, but salvation comes through, I like this, he says, through sanctification. Meaning God chose you, he pulls you to the side, but then after God has chosen you, he begins to work on you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, he's working on me, he's working on me, he's working on me. Come on, saints, where y'all at? He's working on me. Saints, sanctification means that you're set apart. You're set aside. And as you're set apart, you're set aside. God is working on you. He's helping us to get rid of the things in our life that are offensive to him. And then he's adding and processing us, getting us to a place where we truly can be useful from God. And this is something that happens from the inside out. He sanctifies you. He sets you apart as holy. And for all of us, he does this. I like this. He says, through sanctification, he does it by, he says, by who? The Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in your life and in my life and in the world, really, to convict men of sin, righteousness, and the judgment to come. The Holy Spirit is your paraclete. He is the one who comes alongside you. He is your helper. 
The Bible calls him your teacher. He is the third member of the, the Godhead. He is in the world to, to convict us. He's in the world to forge righteousness in our lives. He's in the world to remind us of the judgment that is to come. He's there to go alongside to help us through life's situations and ordeals. He's there to help to sanctify us and wash us and cleanse, cleanse us. The Holy Spirit is there. He wants to, when you wake up in the morning, he wants you to hear his voice. He wants to commune with you. It doesn't matter what you're doing in your life. You could be in the, the most you know, terrible situation. The Holy Spirit wants to be right there to walk you through everything in life. And the Bible says that God will not leave us as orphans, but he will come to us. How does he come to us? He comes to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, saints, the Holy Spirit is not just upon you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit, he wants to dwell in you. He wants us to understand his nearness to such a degree that we, we can feel the Holy Spirit working on us from the inside. Does anybody know what I'm talking about up in here today? This is what God wants to do in our lives. It doesn't matter. You can be in the, you can be, you know, doing some grueling job and you, God wants you to feel his presence. But the Holy Spirit has come. He's sanctifying you. He's setting you apart. He's that voice that's saying, ah, 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 ah. watch it. Be sensitive. Don't call him back. Be quiet. He's that voice that's there, that's constantly there, reminding us that you are no longer your own. You have been bought with a price. Now you are to glorify God in your mind and your spirit, which belong to God. Your body and your spirit, which belong to God. He's that constant one. I think we got to embrace this. We got to learn that the Holy Spirit comes to impart wisdom to you. He comes to impart insight to you. He comes to make things that seem so complicated and hard, he comes to make them easy. And as he's sanctifying you, he's showing you areas of your life that, hey, listen, maybe you should put that down. Maybe you should put that down. Maybe you should add this. Maybe you should do this. This is, this is the thing. And I want to say this to you. Remember, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Man, I like talking about this. I like talking about this. Your body, your very, your body is a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit of God. We want to keep it holy, sanctified, set apart, partner with God. And so when we look at this, he's reminding them. He says, because God from the beginning, look at verse 13, chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working on you. Allow him to do that. And this is one of the things I want to say, too, in this process, saints, is as you're walking with the Holy Spirit, number one, two things. Number one, saints, embrace conviction. Embrace it. You know that conviction in your life is a sign of sonship. It's a sign of sonship that I'm that I'm an authentic Christian. One of the signs is the Holy Spirit convicting. If we're without chastisement, then we may be illegitimate. Isn't that what the scripture says, y'all? We want to embrace conviction. Man, the Holy Spirit convicted me. Praise God. Okay, how do I got to change this? You know what I mean? This is what we want to do. And then number two, we want to yield to the Holy Spirit. Learn how to embrace conviction and then yield to the presence of the Spirit of God who's working in your life. 
And as he's doing it, he's perfecting salvation. But he doesn't. Now watch this. He says that he doesn't just say that sanctification, salvation is a matter of just the Holy Spirit and whatnot. He says sanctification of the Spirit or by the Spirit. And he says and. Somebody say and. He says and belief in the what? Truth. And so now I have a part to play in that I want to make sure that I continue to believe the truth of God's word. God is perfecting salvation in my life and save salvation through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I have to continue to believe him. You know, one of the reasons why I believe some people never change or never grow in God is because they don't actually believe that they can. They don't believe that they can. Pastor, how in the world am I going to get rid of these thoughts? You can do it by the grace of God. God will come in. The Bible says that you're washed by the washing of water by the word of God. The Bible says that you have the mind of Christ. He can do it. He can do it. If we, Pastor, I can't stop. I can't stop. Yeah, you can. By the power of God. But you got to believe the truth so that the Holy Spirit can continue to do what he's doing in your life. This is what Apostle Paul is telling the church at Thessalonica. And, and, and this church understand that they were steeped in all kinds of perversions and all kinds of lust. And the cultural pressure was overwhelming for them at times. They had pagan temples and, and all kinds of stuff that was going on. But he's telling them this because he understands how powerful they can be in God if they want and if they choose to believe him. He says in belief in the truth. He says in verse, verse 14, to which... He called you, he says, by our gospel. And so the gospel, God uses the gospel to call us to sanctification, to salvation, and, and to himself. It is the gospel. It is the good news of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And this message should never get old. And he called us by the gospel. Look at verse 14. He says, for the obtaining. Now, this is going to be powerful, y'all. He says, for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord, he says, Jesus Christ. The word glory there, I believe it is the Greek word doxa. It, it really means to reveal a thing for what it really is. When Jesus Christ comes into our lives, he comes... And I, want, and, I want, and I hope everyone understands this. He wants to reveal his person not just to you, but he wants to reveal his person in you. The glory of God, and, and, and you see this here, to which he called you, verse 14, by our gospel, for obtaining. For the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. God wants Christ's glory to be resident and evident in our lives. His glory becomes a part of my life. For who he really is becomes revealed in me. He doesn't want to just reveal himself to you. He wants to reveal himself in and through you. This is what I'm saying, saints. Realize that Christ is not just out there. Christ in me is the hope of... What makes you strong in God is that Christ... He sets up resident within you and he begins to reveal his self through you. That's the glory. That's the obtaining of the glory of God in your life. And you can look back and say, man, there's no way I could love like I love now. 
if Christ wasn't in my life. There's no way I could believe the way I believe now if Christ was in my life. There's no way that I could, my speech would change if it wasn't for Christ being in my life. There's no way I could be faithful to my wife if it had not been Christ in my life. There's no way that I got this joy that I got on the, can I have an amen in here today if it had not been for the glory of Christ in my life? It's Christ. It's Christ that makes you strong. It's Christ that makes you powerful. It's his revelation in you that gives you the strength to do the things that you cannot do in your own strength. This is why the same Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who what? Who strengthens me. His glory has been shared with me. Who he is has been made manifest in my life. I've obtained the Christ glory in my life. Ooh, I like this. I've obtained Christ's glory in my life. And this is the mentality and and mindset that we want to allow God to forge in us. He says, therefore, brethren, verse 15, he says, stand fast. Because of all this, therefore, or because of all this, he said, stand fast. This word here in the Greek, it means to stand Elsewhere, only figuratively, meaning to stand firm in faith and duty, to be constant. This word here means to persevere. It's easy to give up when the culture is pushing on you. It's easy to give up when people's opinions are trying to be forged in your life. It's easy to quit when everybody else and all your friends are going in a certain direction, but you know that God has chosen you, called you, the Holy Spirit is in you. You've been sanctified, set apart. God's working in you. He wants you to believe. It's, 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 it's sometimes it becomes, it becomes rough. It's, it's easy to give in. And what we have to learn to do is to stand firm in our faith and duty. I have been called. I've been enlisted. Jesus died for me. When I said yes to Jesus, I was cutting covenant with him and saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give my life to you. Now it's my duty to live right before God and to represent the kingdom of God and not just myself. To be constant means that I'm going to put my foot in the ground and there's going to be some consistency with me in terms of my, my, my stand for Christ and my love for Christ. This word here in the Greek, stand fast, which is... Two words, but it's really one word in the Greek. It means to persevere. That means sometimes, like I said, Christianity isn't a popularity contest. Not everybody's going to be patting you on the back because you love God. But you, you persevere. You go through it. You maintain and you keep your, your integrity. This word here in the Greek, it's meaning. It also means to be steadfast in faith. Now watch this. And profession of Christ. Profession of Christ. Sometimes, you know, we think that it's okay just for us to live like Christ. But, you know, there's also a profession. We want to make sure that people understand with, with our lips also that we love God. You know, I want to live right before God. And I want people to see my faith through my lifestyle. But you know what? How shall they hear except there be a preacher? God wants us to open our mouths and tell people about him. To give them an opportunity to receive such a great salvation. And for us as saints, we have to embrace this. This is a part of what God is doing. This word here also, it means to abide, to remain. It means to stand up under. It means to endure. It means to persevere once again. This is how we're to live our lives. In the midst of the culture, in the midst of our flesh, in the midst of the devil's temptations and trials and testings in our lives, we just learn to stand. 
And having done all to stand, we stand therefore. Amen? And we learn just to stand in that place. That I'm not going to be moved. And as Christians, the more we embrace this, the more we're going to see God using us and putting us in positions of influence. This is the important thing. Before Joseph, Joseph went to the pit. He went to the potter's house. He went to the prison. Saints, understand that every single one of those places that Joseph was in was a test to see if he was willing to stand. When he got to, into the palace, God knew his character. He knew his heart. He knew that the opulence and all the stuff wasn't going to pervert him. Because if he made it through the pit, if he made it through Potiphar's house and his temptation, and he knew if he made it through being in prison, that if he put him in the palace, God, the same God that got him through all that, he knew is the same God will keep him in the palace. Amen? And I think, saints, we got to understand that as we're going through this process, there's going to be tests. If we can't even stand up to our friends at the job, how are we going to stand up if God put us before people of, you know, of renown that he wants us to speak to? But are we willing to stand? Are we willing to persevere? Apostle Paul is forging this point home in this epistle to the Thessalonians. He's saying this. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 945 You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.